Hallelujah. We thank God you've tuned into this message by David Entry at Caris Church. No hand can help you with the fulfillment of your destiny but the Word of God. May God's hand align you further into your destiny through this Word. Some of the things that you should focus on, be doing. Number one is continue. So continue praying or continue fasting, continue pushing. Continue. Don't give an end to what you are doing, which is yielding God so much into you. After fasting, you also stop. After you stop, no. That you can tell the thing is yielding God is supplying so much of the Spirit into your life. Why do you stop the process? The process is not is not killing you. It's not breaking you. It's it's lifting you. It's changing you. It's bad. You have begun to bad. Can you imagine? You plant a, f- a flower or, and it begins to sprout. And then just at the sprouting stage, the flower has not even blossomed yet. Yet allowed to produce fruit. And at the sprouting stage, because, oh, normally you have to travel, so you take it away and then... Sp- so wh- why did you plant it? You, you, you could see that something is burdened. The thing is bad, it's sprouting. It hasn't blossomed yet. Do you stop it? Why it's not killing you? It's different if it is not workable. But something is building up. Something is building up. Continue. Learn to wait and don't be in a rush to leave. The presence. I don't mean church. Don't be in a rush to end the cycle. God is on a journey with you. Don't end it. Because you are working with chronological timetable. Human timetable. Anytime you are going to pray and you give yourself one hour, you pray only one hour. You are praying just the one hour for 40 minutes. You are praying and you look at your... Even when you are about to break your fast, those times, you are breaking at six. You have... You have banana on the side or bread on the side and biscuit. <laughs> so you are sitting there, you are waiting and a tea. Uh, 5.50. You know, one of the things that are not fast in life is fasting. <laughs> fasting is never fast. <laughs> so, as you fast, remember that it doesn't go fast. So, five minutes you are waiting. Then you put a timer. 59, six. Is it wrong in itself? No. But if you have ever tried to pray for a period of time and you meet God, you realize you don't stop at that time. Sometimes when you meet God, you don't, by the time you realize, ah, is it three hours already? So if you stop a process, you time your work with God with natural timing, you will miss God. That's why no pregnancy is the same. They tell you plus or minus two. Sometimes it's, it's a because when it comes to the issue of life, you can't box it. 
So if you want to catch God in a certain way, stop putting a time frame on it. You know what, Pastor? I realized that the revival we started praying for many years ago and things that God said is about to miracles, people will be getting healed, media will, will get media attention. I thought it was at that time. As we prayed, I began to realize ahead. All those times was preparing for people like this. And some other people in the branches. I'm talking about miracles, healings, which they can't, people can't deny. This is God. And we can't go and claim that, oh, we did it by ourselves. It, it, you can tell something has happened and, wow, and this is God at work. God is moving. That's the season we are entering. That's what I'm telling you. Don't be focusing on praying for natural things that unbeliever can believe God for. Those days, I know Pastor, I remember, and this particular, these two pastors, and there's a senior man. Those days, we go to church, we are only looking for God. Now it's about miracle. Come and receive, come and receive, come and receive. It's not bad, it's not wrong, but it has been lopsided now. The whole thing has tilted one way. So many miracle meetings, revival meetings are all for people's needs. Not God's needs. But this meeting is about God's need. The master has need of you. Tell somebody the master has need of you. Please sit down. What I'm trying to communicate to you is that just Focus on the master. The donkeys that you think are missing have been found already. Jesus called 12 to be with him. Before they go and do this, just spend time with me. Sit down, please. Say, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. Sorry, verse 19. Matthew 4, 19. Matthew 4, 20. Matthew 4, 22. John 1, 43. Matthew 9, 9. Very interesting. Let's look at Matthew 4 9. And he said unto them, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Louder. What did he say to them? Verse 20. And what did they also do? Verse 22. Verse 22. Matthew 9 9. Let's read it. What did he say to him? Two words. Two words. John 1 43. He said to him. Jesus would go to Galilee and find Philip and said to Philip, follow me. Two words. Listen to this. That's very interesting. He didn't tell them where he was going. They didn't even know him. They didn't know him. Yeah, can you imagine you are busy doing work or you are busy working and someone says, follow me. Two words. Stranger. He said, follow me. There was a witness in the aspirit in the first place, but it was a risk. Where? He didn't say, follow me, we are going here. Follow me, I'm trying to achieve this. Follow me, I'm about to build a kingdom. Follow me, I'm about to work miracles. He didn't tell them anything. 
It's just, just two words, follow me. But those same guys saw what no human being has ever seen. They witnessed what no human being. They saw dead man being raised. They saw storms. Stop. Storms. They saw blind eyes. No one has ever seen. That's why the guy said in John chapter um, 9. Have you ever seen anyone? Have you heard that anyone ever has seen since, uh, any blind man? Anyone born blind seen? Have you ever heard that before? He was asking the leaders of the, of the synagogue. They're telling him, how come you are, you are taking your mat for John chapter 9? You have, you are take, who told you to carry your mat? Said the man who told me, uh, the one who gave my sight, the same man told me. To, uh, and they said, don't follow me. He's, he's a demon possessed. He's not a good man. He said, uh, whether he's here, I don't know. But he said, have you ever seen any man see? He also, the guy was asking them questions. Therefore, therefore, some of the Pharisees, uh, therefore said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And, they were, and there was division amongst them. Give me the one that the blind man himself was lecturing them now. The blind man, they said, nonsense. Are you going to be teaching us? There. After they went to his mother and they asked his parents, was he really born blind? They said, uh, they didn't want to say, they said, go. And then they asked, they asked, they asked, is this your son? No, that's not a, after that, after that, the man himself, they went back to him again. He said, I've told you already. <laughs> he ended up asking them, yes. He said, uh, he answered and said, whether it's uh, uh, one thing I know, I was, and answered, I've told you already. And did you not hear? Wherefore would you hear again? After going to the man's parents, this asked the parents, verse 19, is this your son? And are you claiming he was born really blind? They said, he's our son. And we know he was born blind. They said, so, so by, they asked, so by what means is he seeing now? <laughs> they said, by what means has he now see it? They said, we know not. We don't want no comment. No comment. No, I mean, he's of age, so go to him and ask him. Then they went back to him. <laughs> they saw the guy again. And again, they called him, hey, come here. <laughs> and they said, give God the praise, okay? See, they're religious people. Don't say, uh, why are you calling a man of God? Daddy, daddy, give God the praise. Give but you know that you met the guy. God was there, but nothing changed you. You met the guy. <laughs> you met the guy. And the God used the man to change my life. And I'm saying that this man, he said, no, give God the glory. He's not just a man. No, hypocrites. Let's go to the next verse. He answered and said, whether he's a sinner or not, Charlie, don't, okay. I can't wear. One thing I know, I was blind, now I see. <laughs> that, that, that's all. That's all. one thing I know. And then look at the next verse. This is a very nice story. Then they said to him again, what did he, he, what did he do to you? And how do you open your eyes? Now, <laughs> listen to what he told them. Look at it. He said, he said, I've told you already. And, I, and you didn't hear. Wherefore would you hear it again? Why do you want to hear? Give us a different version. Um, the New America. No. New, New, yeah. It says that. Um, why do you want to hear it again? Do you, do you also want to become his disciples? 
I can see, I can tell, and I know. <laughs> so, look at the next verse. Then they reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciple. Don't bring us to him. They were very upset with him. And still they will leave. Let's look at the discourse. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> they were complicating. They said, we don't know where he's coming from. Listen to, look at what the man told them. He said that, the man says, he says, he says to them, this is a marvelous thing that you don't know. You don't know where he's coming from. And yet, <laughs> now, now, we, we know, now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God will hear him. So you are saying he's a sinner. But we know that God doesn't hear sinners. <laughs> so now he prayed and God heard him all. <laughs> you can classify. Look at the next verse. And then he said, since the, the, the world began, it has never been, it's been on head. Uh, it began, it's been on head of anyone opening the eyes of one world. No, it was a, it was a normal man. No. And yet this man, let's, what does that say? If this man were not of God, he could not, he could do nothing. So the man lectured them. He lectured them. And then they now they, they, they started attacking him. They were very upset. Because they, they, they refused to acknowledge that. Anyway, so these people were working with Jesus. They were the people to see blind eyes. Since the world began, something that they saw it. Why? Because they just followed two words. Follow me. Follow me. He didn't tell them what he was going to do for them, where he was taking, taking them to, where he was going. At least tell me where you are going before I follow you. It's like you are going to work in the morning, you, you are going and then there's a lot of traffic and then someone say, hey, follow me. <laughs> so, so when it comes to if you want to be have that exclusive privilege of experiencing God in a certain way you have to follow him in an unusual way you have to don't wait for all the lights to be green before you start setting out to look for God take a step you, you, all you need is the witness in your spirit you know that this is of God you, you need that to know that this is of God out of your inner man. You just have this conviction because the, the past 21 days gave us convictions. And you know that this thing is of God. That's why some of us are, are back here. We are not worried whether it's going to be 100 days or not. That, that's not the issue. Because this thing, it, this thing, if this is your power, let it rain. So number one, what? Continue. Number two, I have my time, so let me just. Number two, you need separation. You need separation. Separate yourself from the norm. You can't continue life as normal. In other words, if every, every, like, okay, every morning you have heavy, um, um, what's it called, McDonald's thing, what's it called? Sausage and egg McMuffin. And that's, that's your norm. Now, because 
you are because you are and you normally do it with maybe your friends when you are just joining the train but now because you are on a mission you cannot continue like that I'm not saying I'm just using that because some people I know God will tell you too fast I know God will be speaking to you too fast so you are no more doing life as usual you have to detach yourself from the usual because God will always want you to separate. Listen, no one, God doesn't use anyone uniquely until they separate themselves uniquely. Others are going this way, you are going that way. Your direction has changed. You don't do things as normal. In the evening, where are you going? I'm going to pray. Again, no problem. But, but there's, you know, we are doing uh, do at work. Is it called living do? What are those things? Work, work do, work social. Mind you, usually you are the one who lead. Uh, uh, but because your work colleagues are decent people, nice people, they don't smoke, they don't drink, which is not rare, which is rare. But, but this time, you you just can't. You have this colleague at your workplace. He's a church elder. She's a pastor in their church. In fact, general overseer. So normally you do things together. Suddenly, what even the general overseer is not doing, you have started doing. And you said, I can't. It's not like I can't work with you, but I am going to church. You know, until you separate yourself, until you let some things go, some opportunities and benefits, and come down to basic if you don't, if you are not willing to embrace the basic, you can't do God's work effectively. Every ministry is born from the place of basics. So when you see people God has lavished and blessed exceptionally, if it's the blessing of God because of ministry, check in their history. They have been basic for a long time. They have been basic for, that's why the sad thing is a lot of um, young men and women are being attracted to ministry because they think it's a fast way to get more money, to get recognition. No, you are, and they are not ready to embrace basics. Yeah, they are not ready to embrace. That is why I was telling some of our young people, stop desiring to be receiving envelopes. Envelopes, envelopes. Ministry is no envelopes. So you, every time, your birthday must be celebrated. If you just started a church, and your church is even under 10 years, your birthday must be quiet. It will destroy you. Birthday, you want to be celebrated big. You will be destroyed in ministry very fast. Get the spirit. So, separation. What's the third point? <laughs> eh? Yeah, dedication. First one is continuity. Second, separation. Third one is dedication. This is so crucial. Say, no one goes far in God without dedication. Sometimes he will send me every week the number of the chapters he's read. He's read this, he's read this, he's read this. How has he been praying? Read this, read this. You must be dedicated to pursuing something. That's how I know people who have future in God. It's your qual the quality of your dedication. First, separation. Separate yourself from sin. 
How can you still be to say, a porn is troubling me? In a season like this. Your eyes can trouble you, but the test for porn must have gone down by this time. To like porn is human. <laughs> what, what I mean is, is human beings who get tempted by it. So when you, you feel tempted, remember it's your humanity. But separate yourself. Because you see, if you go for one bite, I don't know if you know what I'm, exactly what I'm talking about. The problem is the first bite. It's the first bite. By the time you, if you realize you've eaten a whole basket. <laughs> Tell somebody, separate yourself. I know you like that guy, but separate yourself. I know you like that, that, that lady, but separate yourself. Separate yourself. Else you are your own hypocrite. Then you can come and mix amongst us and the spirit will come up. What belly is it going to flow from? <laughs> pork, pork belly. <laughs> So be dedicated, separated and be dedicated. Now, this dedication, listen to what I'm about to say, is a is call. So start dedicating. Target a certain book. Start reading it. Read the, read the, how revival starts. Read the, some books. You don't, a lot, there's so much on YouTube. Be, mind, be mindful. Be mindful. Look for what is standard. For instance, there are some names that are standard. We know. Time tested, they have proven Holy Ghost record like Charles Wesley, John Wesley, William Booth, Catherine Booth, and well, and all these people. Now, watch how God William Carey counts Zing Zing Dove. We'll be doing some, we'll be doing some. Some of the days, some people, someone will come and tell us about Count Zing Zing Dove, the Moravians. These things, some people who went, God told me there are some people who will be having a desire to go out somewhere and do the mission work. Yeah. He's, he's staring it. And I saw miracles and testimonies. So dedicate yourself for some of these things. Be dedicated and pursue it. Stay focused. It's like someone who is, see, when someone is pregnant, pregnant for that season, it's not everything they do. It's not everywhere they go. Because of the pregnancy, they don't even eat nuts and some other things. Because of the pregnancy. But for a period of time, because a, a, a king is be about to be born. So it's a, it's a period of time. Focus your energy on some things. Focus your energy on some things. Other than that, Satan will get an access and come in quickly. So when you separate yourself, don't separate and be, no, separate and get dedicated to something. Yeah, detach to attach. I think because of my time, let me. These are things that as we're praying. Number one is what? Number two. Number three. Number four is recognition. I will explain it. Or alertness or awareness. Be aware you are in a season. Like I said about pregnant woman. Be aware. So when a temptation comes, when you get a, a text message from that girl that, oh, I've locked myself behind the door. 
Do you still have my spare key? Call fire service for her. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, you, 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 you must be alert because Satan will throw you in certain office just to get to you. So this season, be alert. Be, be, recognize what is becoming of you. What is be, you are becoming a powerful woman of God. You are becoming a powerful man of God. Protect it, protect it, protect it, protect it. It might have not, when a woman conceives and she finds out maybe after the first six weeks or first eight weeks, a lot of people don't know, but she's away. So she begins to take certain steps to protect it. She'll go to the, um, what? Antenatal class. She will go and she will, or she will tell the GP. She will tell the GP that, ah, I've missed my period and I've tested positive. I did the thing. That pregnancy test. And it's showing, is it breaking the record? <laughs> so from that time, she begins to be my, she begins to change the way she operates. Because she's aware. You have to be aware of what God is building in you. Unless, of course, you don't really care. Well, if you don't care, well, it's your loss. But let me tell you, if you care, you'll be shocked where this thing will propel you to. Is someone getting what I'm saying? Pastor, are you trying to say all of us are going to be used by God? If you're in this room, yes. My God. Please sit down. I need to finish this thing now. Um, so, be alert. Satan will use things to try and trap you. He'll throw in certain offers you know. And then when the offers come, the Spirit of God will tell you, no, this is not good, something to you have to go for. Like someone who says, I want to buy a house. Is this time? Is this the time you want to go and work extra to buy a house? Whilst if you can focus and catch the anointing, someone will tell you, um, uh, they, they want to repossess my house. I want to, you are the one, I want to sell it to you and just, you can get it far cheap. We, there's so many ways God can bless you. If you can prioritize what's important for destiny, destiny will kiss you. I know I'm talking to somebody's destiny. So be alert and be aware. You must have the awareness, the alertness, or recognize that your, your life is on a mission. And then, I think finally, His son, his, his servant came and said, we are surrounded by the army. And then he prays, God, open his eyes. Because, you see, there's a realm, Elisha was operating, the guy hadn't gotten there. So he had to pray for him, so to upgrade him to his head. There's a certain realm of supernatural manifestation that the Lord laid on my heart to lay hands on people for them to be brought into that realm. The Bible says, as when Paul laid his hands, the spirit came out. So there's a, there's a place for laying on offense. Elijah prayed that God get him to come into the realm I am. So the man of God can pray for you to invite you into a realm. It's an invitation into a realm. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. We pray you have been strengthened and enlightened. You can connect with David Entry on all relevant social media platforms, including Instagram and LinkedIn. 
You can also hear more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms and the Caris Church app. Don't forget to like and share the message. Be blessed.